0: Welcome back. The boys are back. Both of us had a busy week last week, but don't you worry. The boys are back. I got my boy, as always, Zaka Dutaka, and it's your boy, Green Bean. And this is your favorite podcast, Green Bean, What You Mean. Today's topics include some early NFL, NFL division predictions, starting with the AFC East and the AFC North. We will continue throughout our next episodes to talk about the other divisions. We then will talk a little bit about the NBA Finals, some MLB games on tap, and a final thought about A.J. Brown's comments about himself. So let's get rolling. We will start today with early predictions for the AFC um, in the NFL. We're going to start this week, like I said, with the AFC East and the AFC North. So let's go start with the AFC East. For those that don't know who are in the AFC East, that would be the Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, and the Jets. So let's go with just a little bit of thoughts on those four teams and um, talk a little bit about uh, who you think will win that division and what teams or team gets into the playoffs.
1: Okay, so the Bills are the best team by far, with Josh Allen, that elite defense, Stephon Diggs. And they only got better through the draft, I believe, getting uh, James Cook, a good receiving back option. Um, the Dolphins making moves, getting Tyreek Hill, him and Tua. Apparently, Tua is the most accurate quarterback he's ever played with. So I uh, wonder how that connection is going to work. Um, Jets, they definitely got better after the draft. Um, getting Using all three first-round picks, on key pieces that they needed, and then the Pats, who I felt got worse in the draft, but they're always usually a decent team. They have Mac Jones, you know, Grace, supposedly the greatest coach of all time, and Bill Belichick. But I see um, the Bills winning the division easily. Second place is going to be the Finns. Third is going to be the Pats, and then the Jets, and last. Though the Jets did upgrade a lot, I still think they're the worst team in the division.
0: Like you said, clearly the best team is the Bills. Um, they're a top three team in the NFL, uh, so they clearly uh, will win the division, I think. I think it will be closer. Uh, I'm curious to see the top three, uh, the other three. I think the all three of those teams are pretty similar after what has happened uh, in the offseason with the Jets having a great draft the Finns going after Tyree kill and having uh, some other core pieces come in on free agency. And then uh, of course the Pats who, like you said, anytime Bill Belichick is coaching, they're going to have a chance. Um, And uh, Mac Jones is a proven, I, I don't like Mac Jones, but he played well last year. Uh, He's good. He great at handing the ball off. So he's um, a hell of a game manager. Sure. Really good yeah. game manager.
1: You can hand out. the ball off. I'll say that. Yeah, for the slant. Yeah.
0: Um. So I went a little different route. Um. I of course had the Bills at the top, winning, like I said. But then I went with the Pats in second, the Jets in third, and the Finns finishing last. I hate Tua. I do not think he's a good quarterback. Um. I love the addition and Tyreek Hill and they already had Jalen Waddle, but those guys are kind of irrelevant. If you can't get the ball more than 30 to 40 yards down the field, it's kind of pointless to have two speed guys. Um, I have heard the news, like you said, that Ty Hill said that he's the most accurate, but, uh, he, he can't throw the deep ball very well. He's definitely a check down guy and teams will just, uh, press coverage them. And, They'll play two highs and just like they did against the Chiefs. But the Chiefs, the one thing that Patrick Mahomes could do is throw the ball deep. So I don't like uh, Tua. I don't think he's very good. And I think the Fins finish last. I do like the Jets. I think the Jets and the Pats will uh, compete for second. And I do have two uh, teams getting in the playoffs. I think either the Pats or the Jets will get in. Um, but yeah, I. Not a huge uh Finns guy, not a huge Tua guy, but um, I think this is an interesting division. I, I do think the Bills will win with ease, but I think it'll be close between the three teams. I think they're very evenly matched.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see the Bills going undefeated in their division. Yeah, I could see it as well.
0: I will be curious to see what those uh, other three teams, if one of the three get into the playoffs. or I said in a past episode that I feel like the Jets really will go above 500 this year. I think they are actually have a good year. I like Zach Wilson. He's definitely a question mark, but they added pieces around him, added pieces on the defense, and I I think the Jets will actually be good. I like their coach. Um, He's a really good coach, and um, yeah, I I think they're going to be good. It may not, like, I I don't think they'll be Super Bowl good, of course. They're just, they're young, but I, I do have them going above 500. So let's go to the AFC North. Uh, for those that don't know who are the AFC North teams are, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, and Bengals. So we'll do the same, same type of thing here.
1: Okay, so I think you obviously have to pick the runner-up in the Super Bowl last year to be the favorite to win the division and the Bengals, um, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Um, The offseason really didn't hurt them all that much, so I didn't see them get a whole lot worse. So I'm going to say that they're going to be right up there at the top. Uh, The Ravens uh, really improved in the draft, getting the best interior player, interior offensive player in Linderbaum, and then getting some safety help with Kyle Hamilton, who is your sleeper for going to be Mm -hmm. the best player in this draft. Yeah. Getting those two without really giving up a whole lot, um, and getting rid of Butterfingers Hollywood Brown that helped. Amen. the offense a lot. Amen. Um, in the Browns, I have them being the worst team in the division because I see Deshaun Watson not playing this year. Being in prison. And, <laughs> not going to go quite that far. I don't. I don't want to <laughs> jump the gun there. So. uh, Yeah, Baker Mayfield does not take this team where it needs to be and is debatably, this is going to be a little hot, but debatably he's almost equivalent to Mitchell Trubisky of the Steelers. Baker Mayfield was so bad. Granted, he was injured, but he did a lot of that his own damage to himself. He was not that great of a player. So, that makes the Browns one-dimensional and Nick Chubb. Granted, Nick Chubb's a top five running back in the league easily.
0: And they probably have one of the best O-lines in the league as well. So, that helps.
1: That helps a lot, too. But when you have Baker under the home, I don't don't see them winning a lot of football games, especially in a tough division like this. Mm -hmm. And then, finally, the Steelers. Debatably the best defense in the division. But, like I said, you got to do a whole – you got Mitch Trubisky under the helm. I don't see Kenny Pickett's beginning the year as a starter. I see him maybe coming in about week four, week five-ish, whenever they get tired of doing bootlegs with Trubisky. Um, and then, yeah, I so I have the Bengals winning, Ravens close second. Um, then I have actually the Steelers and then the Browns.
0: I had a similar similar uh, top four. The FC North—it's always a bloodbath every year. Um, and everyone who knows me well, I'm a big Ravens fan, and I'm I'm all in with them this year. Uh, the core that they built, like you said in the draft, getting Linderbaum and Kyle Hamilton and a Jabo, who may come back this season, um, picking up two tight ends with and. Shout out to my boy, Charlie Kohler from Iowa State. He got signed a couple days I saw, so congrats to him. Um, But I I really like them. Uh, I think they're going to be really good defensively and offensively. And then, of course, you got the Bengals, like you were saying. uh, They were the surprise team last year, the runner-ups. I actually felt like they got better in the offseason. They added some beef up front uh, to kind of protect Joe Burrow um, and so I think they did get better, but I, I'm i not going to say last year was a fluke season because Joe Burrow clearly is a winning quarterback. That's what he does. But a lot of things happen the right way for them to get into the Super Bowl. I mean, the Chiefs-Bills game, that should have been the AFC championship game. And so we won't even go talk about that. But they were in, they went to the Super Bowl, played the Rams tough, really If Joe Burrow has a little more time, they beat the Rams because Jamar Chase was wide open on that play in the Super Bowl. Um, But then, like you said, the Steelers, uh, they got their guy in picket, but Trubisky will probably start. So their question mark is the offense and the quarterback. They do have probably the best defense in in the division. Uh, I really like the Ravens with the additions, but the Steelers have a very good defense. And then, of course, the Browns. I mean... They're a dumpster fire right now. They have a quarterback that has so uh, I don't even know how many more civil lawsuits. It seems like every single day he gets another one, and then another quarterback who's just pissed off because they got Deshaun Watson, and he Baker is really not any good, but he has led them to the playoffs. So I don't know what they what they want. um So I I want a different round. I have, I did have the Ravens winning. The division, I think they win this division this year with the Bengals in second, close second. I will say, though, if somehow Deshaun Watson somehow gets out of this and is able to play, I would move the Browns to second and the Bengals to third. Uh, Deshaun Watson will, they added Amari Cooper. They have one of the best, arguably the best O-line in the league. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, a really, really good defense if Watson is able to play, I could see them getting second and I could also see them winning the division. I think they could be that good if Watson plays, but that's such a big question mark. And then it's like, if is Baker going to even play, does he even want to be on the team? He doesn't, he's pissed because of all this. And so then it's like, well, who's going to play quarterback. So uh, there's such a question mark. Um, and then of course the Steelers, again, another question mark it. So it, if Watson doesn't play, I go Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns. So just switched it up a little bit. You had Bengals, Ravens. So, um, But if Watson does play, man, I, I can see them winning the division, if not getting second. I, I do have, if Watson does play, I think all three teams, other than the Steelers, get into the playoffs. I think the, the two of them will get into wild card, and then, of course, the division winner. But,
1: um, Actually, looking back at the offseason that the Bengals had, they got Leo Collins from the Cowboys. Yeah. So an elite tackle to finally help Joe Burrow. And then they also got um, some tight end help and Hayden Hurst, And then they signed an uh, Alex Kappa from the bank, from the bucks.
0: Yeah. I, so they I, was gonna say, to I thought they had a really of good uh, off season uh, getting some beef for Joe Burrow.
1: And then they Jonah Williams finally getting back healthy. He's looking like a good left tackle. I, they did a lot to help their own line, so I they did, yeah. got a lot better. Yeah. Other than re-signed Eli Apple,
0: yeah, so. yeah, no, I I felt like they got better on the O line as well. Uh, added some beef, and anytime Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you got mixing in there. Uh, Higgins, they're 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 solid on offense. I worry about them on defense. Their defense is eh, they're eh. I mean, they're all right. Um, and in a division like that with the Ravens and the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, they all three of those de- Bengals probably had the worst defense in that division, but with their offense, they they can outscore people and uh, they're good, but yeah, I had the Ravens winning uh, that division though. So we'll come back um, next, next episode and talk about uh, the other AFC divisions. And then we'll of course move on to the NFC, but let's segue over to the NBA finals. The series right now is 3 2 in favor of the Warriors. Monday night, game five, uh, it's scary for Boston. The Warriors won 104 to 94, took a 3 2 series lead. Steph didn't make a three in the game and only scored 16 points. He actually lost his streak, which was like the longest streak in NBA right now with like consecutive games making at least one three pointer. And they still ended up in one by 10. So I worry for Boston. I think Boston will win at home to force game seven. But I don't know. Last night was Boston did wait or Monday night. Boston did way too much whining to the refs. And the Warriors just took advantage of it. And Andrew Wiggins, man, I, I did say in our last podcast, watch out for Andrew Wiggins. People forget he was the number one pick. Dude is crazy athletic and on both sides of the ball, he's guarding their best player in Tatum. And he scored 26 and had like 14 rebounds the other night. So he's playing at a really high level. Draymond Green finally had a good game. Clay kind of started off rough, then started playing well. And anytime the Warriors win with Steph Curry not making a three and only scoring 16, that's – you wouldn't think that would happen if Steph's only going to score 16 and not make a three.
1: Yeah, um – it, the most surprising thing is that Andrew Wiggins might end up messing around and winning Finals MVP. Uh, he, yeah, He really, he really may. <laughs> he has playing. He has been playing so well during these finals. Uh, and then I was scrolling through Twitter yesterday, and yeah, all you could see on Twitter was Boston usually complaining about fouls, and that yeah. one on Marcus Smart was that was a bad call, I will say, but. It just seemed like they were more worried and focused on letting the officiating control the game rather than trying to take over themselves. Yep. It was definitely an interesting watch just seeing the highlights through Twitter. And, yeah, game six in Boston, I could see it ending um, there. Um, the way the Warriors are playing, the way Wiggins is playing, being the X factor that, was originally called when we called the series.
0: It, um, we did say that he was going to be the X factor
1: of this series. It's, I could see it ending in six in Boston. Um, They're playing on their heels. The Warriors, you know, Steph, yeah, didn't play well, but you're, him not playing well is not going to happen. No, He's not going to not play well, at well at next game. Game. No, yeah, I agree with that. I'm going to turn it on and... Yeah, I can see the Warriors winning by 20 on the road and winning the ship, winning the boat. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I really hope not. I I did originally have Boston winning it all, winning in seven games. Just But just the way last night went, I, Wiggins has been amazing. If he continues to play like that, the Warriors are almost – like no one's going to beat him. Like, if – if you have Steph and clay and then you have another guy that's also going to score 26 to 28 points, like you're not, you're not going to beat him. I really hope Boston wins and forces a game seven, just for the entertainment for us side, just game seven in the NBA finals. This series has been great. Both teams have been great. Um, but yeah, the Boston just did way too much whining to the refs as an official Marcus smart had a couple bad calls. But when, when someone's constantly coming up to you and complaining about calls, uh, eventually you're just going to be fed up with it and just be, just be like... And I watch... Marcus Smart is the biggest baby I've seen. Every single time he's, he says something, it doesn't even matter if it's not even about him. He's talking to the refs, talking to the refs about a call. And it's like, dude, just play. And then it gets his other teammates. Then Tatum gets upset and Brown gets upset. And then the whole team, the coach gets upset, and then they get teed up. And it's just like they had them. There was a point in the third quarter where Boston came back from down 16 and went up four. And then Marcus Smart got a tee, started complaining, and all of a sudden the Warriors were up 10 and the game was over. I texted my dad and I said, Boston's just better when they came back. And right after I said that, I jinxed them. They, they just deplo- deploded and they started complaining to the refs. And, yeah, it was it was bad for them, um, and like we were saying, if Steph's going to just score 16, he ain't going to score 16 in Boston. I could see him having a big game, as a really big game, because he's, he's played well, and he wants this Finals MVP. You can tell the way, uh, just the slander he's getting because he doesn't have one, and that he needs a Finals MVP to Hall of Fame career, whatever, I mean, but – yeah, it'll be interesting. Game Game six in Boston. I hope Boston wins, but I, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it ends in Boston. We will move on to a couple. We have just three NBA, or M-A, NBA... We just have three MLB games. I didn't look up too much about it. Um, we will start with Braves Nationals. Uh, the Braves are on a 12-game winning streak, but unfortunately... They lost Ozzy Albie's um, Monday night to a fractured foot, which is a huge blow for them. He's he's my favorite player. I love watching Albie's. He's just fun to watch, and uh, that's a huge blow to the uh, Braves. But Braves Nationals.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna roll with Braves. Roll with the hot hand. Though they did lose Al- <laughs> Ozzie Albies Albie out, Ozzy Albie's. They're still the better team by far. Um, the Nationals, I th- think are going to be huge sellers when it comes to the trade deadline. So I don't see them trying to compete, wanting to p- play, or anything like that. So, yeah, give me the Braves. Uh, without Aussie, they're a different team, but they're still the better one in this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I as well have the Braves. I hate that Aussie got hurt, um, but they're just playing at an elite level right now. The rotation, everyone's pitching great. We're hitting the ball. Uh, they're just playing at an elite level, like I said. But huge blow with Al- Albies fracture in his foot because that puts him out indefinitely. And who knows? Hopefully, he comes back for the playoffs. But if they they got to continue to win, they started off okay, then kind of slumped down, and now I've got on this winning streak. But uh, yeah, I'll take the Braves as well. Next one, uh, Brewers
1: Mets. This is kind of a bad time to not be paying attention to either team, I think, because I don't really know how they've been doing here recently. I haven't been really following either team. Um, my gut wants to go with the Mets, so I'm going to go against my gut and go with the Brewers. I don't have any statistical reasoning for it, but that's what I'm going to go with.
0: Yeah, they're pretty uh similar. Uh Milwaukee right now is thirty-four and twenty eight and uh the Mets are forty and twenty-two. Milwaukee second in the NL NL Central and uh the Mets are actually first right now in the NL East. So uh I'm just looking here. ESPN's given uh the Mets a sixty six point eight percent chance to win the game. Uh so since you rocked with the Brewers, I'll rock with the ESPN and pick the Mets. I'm just picking the Mets because you picked the Brewers. So we will go next game or in our last game uh, Angels Dodgers Angels fired their coach recently after that long losing streak um, and they've kind of found themselves a little bit uh, here in the past couple games but Angels Dodgers.
1: So I heard that the Angels were starting to listen to Nickelback to for their walk-up songs and to hype them up to get them back on like the winning train and you know what? As a huge Nickelback fan, you gotta roll with them, right? So I'm going with the Angels. Mikey Trout, Mikey Fish, Otani. Yeah, give me the boys listening to Nickelback before the games.
0: Yeah, Nickelback pumps me up. So I was gonna go with the Angels as well. I hate the Dodgers. They're just annoying team. They're like the Yankees. I don't. Want, I don't like the Yankees or the Dodgers. I like Mike Trout. He comes to our hometown some and hunts down here. So it's easy to root for him. Otani's really good. I feel like anytime you have those two guys on your team, you should be winning games. I get baseball is more than an individual sport. You got to have everyone. But just because I hate the Dodgers, I'm going to also go with the Angels. I, I hope they win. But yeah. That's, I didn't know that about the Nickelback, but anytime someone listens to Nickelback before you should be uh, hitting bombs anyways. So we will, uh, our last final thought, Uh, I didn't even see this until you were talking to me about it. AJ Brown, old Titans receivers, now in the Eagles, fairly young receiver. He hasn't been in the NFL that long, but he says that he had a comment saying he is the best Titans wide receiver ever. That seems to be a pretty bold statement. So what are your thoughts on his statement about being the best Titans wide receiver ever?
1: Well, if we're going by just players that played receivers for the Titans, not necessarily well for the Titans, just that were a receiver for the Titans. Um, Julio's better. Um, Randy Moss played for the Titans there for a little bit. He is way better. And then looking at the Titans franchise page here. Um, on pro football reference, AJ Brown leads them in nothing. Yeah. Um, I saw that same thing. Uh, for career yards, he is 16th. Uh, for yards per game, he's not even the leader in that given his short span there. Um, receptions a game, uh, he does not lead. Touchdowns, he is nowhere near the top. He is 12th in touchdowns. Um, Receiving yards per reception, nowhere in sight. Which that it's expected given his amount of receptions. Five thousand yards behind first place in yards. It's just, I I mean, you gotta love use of me, I guess. But you know, you gotta love yourself. But man, there's nothing really saying that he's the best. No. Delaney Walker is. A better receiver, and he played tight end, yeah, he played tight end, yeah when, when he first said it, the first few names that came to my mind were Derek Mason, yeah, Kevin Dyson, I even thought of Delaney Walker, and then
0: I don't Nate know Washington
1: Walker. Nate Washington was a dog there for a little bit. I thought of Kendall Wright from the old Kendall
0: Wright, yeah Baylor,
1: yeah, before I thought of age jay Brown, but, yeah, and <laughs> so for him to go out and claim that best ever, I mean, Grant. Small sample. He is what year three? Yeah, year he hasn't played there four, long. Oh, uh, since 2019. So yeah, we're entering year four for him. So it <laughs> him to be I'm the greatest? Eh, statistically says otherwise. uh pretty bold. Pretty bold statement. <laughs>
0: I don't think it's anything to look at. I think he just mainly upset the Titans wouldn't pay him the money he wanted. And the Eagles did and went out and got him. But to say he's the best Titans wide receiver ever, uh, you can't be the best wide receiver at a franchise if you've only played there for three years. Now, if he would have stayed with the Titans, he may have. He may have become the best wide receiver to play there. But, I mean, Derek Mason is... He, he may possibly be in the Hall of Fame. I, I know in 2017, he got a vote, uh, some votes to be in the Hall of Fame. So he was a Hall of Fame type wide receiver. And then a guy like Nate Washington, you said Kendall Wright, even Walker, who was a tight end. I mean, there's been guys there that played there for longer. And even Randy Moss, he played there for what? What do you say, like three games, four games? He's Randy Moss. I don't even care. He go right there to best Titan wide receiver if he ever stepped on the field for him. So, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I don't see anything of it. I think he's just trying to start a B for no reason. Cause he's mainly mad at the Titans, but now he's
1: not the best wide receiver to play at the Titans. Clearly his not. best, best year for the Titans was 2020. He had 70 catches for just under 1100 yards and 11 touchdowns. Yeah. That doesn't scream best to ever do it for a franchise
0: and last year he did have a great year and and was hurt for most of it and came back and kind of dominated towards the end of the season but he he's been in the league for three years this is year four you can't i don't even care who you are you can't be the best after three years but like i said if he would have stayed with the titans and he played there for another five six years he may have became the best titans wide receiver but he's on the eagles now so if i was an eagles fan i'd be like dude get off the titans you're an eagles you're a philadelphia eagle now like who cares you're just starting to be for no reason It's stupid but that's the nfl for you that's really any professional sport everyone loves the drama <laughs> there's always some drama going on But. That'll wrap her up. Uh, I think this is episode seven. Yeah. So uh, we took a week off, but we're back. We got the band back together. Good episode. Thanks for listening up. We will be back next week uh, to catch up on more division NFL predictions and possibly talk about game seven. I don't know. Or if game seven has already happened, we'll maybe talk a little bit about that, but thanks for listening up. We appreciate you all. And, uh, Tune in next time. Peace out. Junkies. Junkies.